0: Listening to From the Friars, the podcast of the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York. May the Lord give you his peace. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, we have some beautiful movements in the readings these days. We're kind of moving away from Easter and we're getting ready to celebrate Pentecost readings are more and more starting to talk about the Holy Spirit the role of the Holy Spirit who came on the church at Pentecost and uh, and uh, now our lives <laughs> hold that thought it's like it's like God's stopwatch it's like go okay here we go I got 15 minutes till the bells ring again okay um, now. There is a phrase that is used in today's gospel, which is a theme in the gospel of John. It's the phrase, quote unquote, the world, the world. You've heard that? And that phrase gets used in different ways. And it's actually a phrase that appears in some of the other writings as well, Uh, St. Paul, 1 Peter, and some of the synoptic gospels, but it has a particular kind of uh, theme in the gospel and the letters of John. And it has its roots in the Old Testament, and you'll see this theme, that there are basically two camps. Okay, there are two camps. There are the uh, holy, virtuous, godly people, also known as people of the light, people of uh, faith, people who are in the truth, and then there's the other camp, the anti-God, vice-ridden, anti-virtue, darkness, You know, it's like that duality. And you'll see that in the Old Testament and uh, that these two forces, uh, these two realms are at kind of war with one another. And then this is the background for the use of the phrase, the world. And uh, in the Gospel of John, you'll see moments where Jesus will say that God loved the world, that the Father sent him to the world as the light of the world to give life to the world. But then there is a rejection by the world. The world is also called the realm of the devil, the prince of the world. And so there's this duality that's there, that people in the world, you know, who are worldly, uh, have a hard time believing or knowing or understanding what is above, they are below. So it's a duality that's there. And um, the theological explanation of that's kind of interesting. It's the breaking in of an eschatological reality. What does that mean? What that means is, You could fast forward the tape of history. At the very, very end, when it's all said and done, basta così, it's finished, finito, uh, you will either be in heaven or hell. At the very, very end, that's the only two options, right? There's an elevator at the end of life. It only goes up or down, right? (laughs) Get on the one going up, okay. So there's salvation or damnation, heaven or hell. At the very, very end of time, this this is the ultimate reality that will be there. Those who accepted and loved God and those who rejected and hated God. Those were the two camps. And uh, that reality that will be complete and total at the end already breaks through as time is still unfolding now. And so um, at the moment, it's not so easy to figure out who's on what team, right? That's why Jesus says, let the weeds grow with the wheat and let let the angels do the harvest and then they'll sort it out. Um, but uh, you'll see this kind of theme in the world uh, those who are in darkness, those who do not love Jesus, do not follow his commands, those who reject God versus um, those who do accept Jesus, those who do believe, those who are trying to be godly. Okay, and uh, so, interesting kind of idea. Now, last Monday in the Mass, uh, we had John 14, where Jude Thaddeus, the cousin of Jesus says, "Lord." what is it that you're not going to reveal yourself to the world but to us and then today's gospel kind of beautifully brings that together that jesus is not going to reveal himself to the world but he's going to give us the spirit to witness to the world and so jesus uh isn't going to show up like on tv you know and kind of like proclaim himself to the world rather he approaches people through the witnesses of his followers um now Little funny historical note on this. Christians are called to be in the world, but not of the world. We are being called to be led by the Holy Spirit to give witness. And that looks different in everyone's life, but every Christian is called to give witness. So people who are lay people have a particular vocation to witness to the Lord in the world. You know, there's a beautiful theology of what the, the role of the laity in the body of Christ. Like it's, there was a time in the past when it, there was an idea that it was just the priests or just the religious who had to like give witness. And uh, Vatican II went af- uh, really tried to correct that idea. No, 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 everybody who's baptized, there's that call from baptism to holiness and to witness to the Lord. And, um, and then there are some of the vocation to be religious who have a, uh, a very unique calling to be a witness. Uh, it has to do with how we look, huh? With our habits and our way of life, our vows. Um, But the historical story of how religious life grew up in Christianity is worth noting because it's kind of funny, kind of interesting, and it gives us uh, guidance. So, you know, in the early days of the church, to be a follower of Jesus, to be a Christian, you were hated by the world, right? It's like all the early popes, all these guys, they're all saints because they were all martyred, right? Most of these people got martyred. And then with uh, the legalization of Christianity with Emperor Constantine, 313, right? The Edict of Milan. Uh, It was no longer an underground church. It was no longer illegal to be a Christian. And and so uh, there was this kind of group of people that felt called to really serve the Lord, and they became like the first religious. And uh, now this is where I think it's very interesting. A lot of these guys became like hermits. And there was this idea of leaving the world, rejecting the world. And they would go off to some cave in the desert to live an ascetical life, to live you know, just with the word of God and to really live for holiness, you know, like a new kind of impetus to, to give witness to the Lord. And then you have the desert fathers and the Abbas and the, the almas, the mothers. And uh, there was an idea of rejection of the world. Now you'll see this in stained glass windows or in paintings. Um, There's a painting of like St. Francis embracing Jesus on the cross, and with his foot, he's kicking a ball like away. Remember seeing that? And uh, it's the world, you know, kind of like rejecting and leaving the world to serve God alone. And my favorite group of hermits that live this way were the stylites. Are you familiar with them? There were these guys who lived on like a pillar. Like they'd have like a pillar, and they'd have like a little, they would live up there like on a platform because they, they didn't want to touch the, the earth, the world. Like they lived above it to live for God alone. It's like St. Simon's stylite. My favorite one is a guy called St. Luke the Younger. He was living on Mount Olympus and this, it was almost like it, some of them lived in these pillars or uh, you know, these stylites and, and it was like this extreme example of like rejecting the world. We don't even want to like touch the ground. We're gonna live on a pillar up in the air to kind of be you know, closer to God and to be like rejecting the world And then what ended up happening is they, they, you know, people would go there, you know, go to confession if they were a priest or to get prayed for or to to, um, get spiritual advice because they they were holy and they were close to God. They they were kind of like um, living billboards, right? We have billboards now, these signs that are like up in the air that are proclaiming a message. They were like literally living billboards. They were on a big pole up in the air and they were there as a witness to people, which is kind of beautiful. And I don't know if there are any people living that nowadays. But there should be. That is such a cool vocation to be a stylite, um, so, so you have that extreme, and then we know with the coming of like St. Francis and St. Dominic, the mendicants. Uh, there, there is a part in which our religious life calls us to not be of the world. You know that we give a witness, kind of unplugged from like the, the world. But then there's also a call to embrace the world. So in John 3:16 it says, "God so loved the world that he sent his Son," and that sending, you know that was a reality in Jesus' life becomes our reality as well, that we are being sent, you know, to the world, not to be of the world, but to, to bring his love, to bring his mercy to the world. And um, anyways, to conclude the homily, um, one of my favorite readings that kind of captures this idea is a reading that we had in the Office of Readings recently. It was uh, just last Wednesday. So it's, it's such a great reading. So I, I just pointed out to you, Um, It's called a letter from Diognetus. And uh, in this reading, he gives a very eloquent description of the calling of Christians and like our relationship to the world, that basically we're in the world but we're not of the world. That we are um, from above with Christ, uh, hearing his voice, loving him, following his commandments, and living for the truth in a world that's in darkness, in a world that is in the lies. And so the brothers know this reading. That's such a great reading where he talks about uh, Christians being indistinguishable from other men, that we live in all the different countries and that our clothing, you know, whatever the food or the clothing or the customs of whatever culture we're in, but no matter where we are, we live there as aliens because our true homeland is heaven, our true citizenship. And uh, yeah, so page 840 in the, uh, the Easter bravery, uh, I just point that out to you for uh, just a tremendous reading there that kind of captures this theme, this calling that we have to be in the world but not of the world, to be consecrated to the Lord, to be witnesses to to the the world and uh i'm sure that this is also what our lady of fatima and all the different apparitions this is what she's calling for whereas the visionary saw something that no one else could see that's kind of our vocation with our faith we know we see the lord and uh we're called (coughs) to, to witness to him in our lives and in our families and wherever our vocations bring us so let's pray for the grace to do that this day and all the days of our life amen We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please visit us on our website, franciscanfriars.com, or follow us on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. God bless you.